Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for January 19th of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. Uh, I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHits.com. Uh, the Penguins were on a bye week, so were we. And uh, we're back. <laughs> I don't think it was intentionally that way, but yes, we were on a bye week. But not in California. I have uh, too much snow outside to say that I'm there. Uh, where, where the Penguins are on their West Coast trip, they've gone one and one against the SoCal teams. Uh, there's stuff to talk about with them. We're going to talk a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens and maybe fall from grace is too much uh, stating it too strongly, but they certainly were trending in a good direction and then it's uh, it's not happening anymore. Well, then the French Canadian got a hold of the team and then... And um, some Olympics, some all-star stuff. Some suspension stuff and non-suspension stuff, uh, all involving the SoCal teams <laughs> and Pittsburgh, <laughs> other than the Cagliano thing, which was earlier. So uh, where would you like to begin? Uh, let's start with the Canadiens because... Uh, Yeah, uh, they they were going in the right direction. They had the year where Carey Price was a god, you know, awesome, and the team wasn't like great. And then they had the year where they struggled and lost like a million games in a row, but they actually weren't playing all that bad and had the worst goaltending in the league. And um, Instead of understanding the hows and whys of what was happening, they decided to trade their best defenseman uh, and downgrade and take on just that atrocious contract and give out contracts uh, to Andrew Shaw that are a little bit ridiculous. So it's kind of sad. I don't know um, what they can do. Oh. I suggest finding a general manager that looks at the game differently, to be perfectly honest. If this has got Mark Bergevin's fingerprints all over it, and you sit there and go, for a guy that was supposed to be an offensively-minded defenseman, he certainly doesn't think that that's what wins you Was he? championships. I can't even remember. That's the bit that I don't, I just, I don't understand with the decisions. It's like, it doesn't feel like he has an actual philosophy of what kind of team needs to be constructed to win a championship. And I don't know what so they we, do from here. Well, they've committed to Carey Price from now to eternity at 10.5 mil. And you've got Weber's 7.8 from now to eternity as well. So they're theoretically your cornerstones. That's the thing. Like, they've built this team around those two contracts. And you go, well, you know, they had done that with P.K. Subban as well, but, you know. That made sense. That's how they got the win. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, no, it, it really did. It, it really, really did. Um, I don't, you know, what do you do? You've got, you do have some all right pieces in amongst the forwards. Like, I like Jonathan Drouin as a, as a winger. 
I like Alex Galchenyuk as a center, but they don't play Galchenyuk as a center. They don't care you know? for him at all. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It, it's everybody outside of that city can't seem to work it out. What the hell is going on that doesn't allow um, them to give Galchenyuk any rope to to do anything? Like Brendan Gallagher's contract is a good contract. Max Pacioretty's contract is ridiculously cheap. Unreal contract. Yeah, and, and and then you go, well, Andrew Shaw's getting paid three point nine million till twenty one, twenty two. So it's it's a mishmash of a roster that you go, he doesn't know what he thinks is actually required. There's no none of these players as a whole really fit to work with each other. They're all good little bits that would work in different teams in regards to how they want their teams to play, but nothing really kind of works out. Like, Pittsburgh have to base their team around skill and speed, right? Um, LA used to base their team around being um, heavy. Um, Anaheim still do. But this team is a mess. Give, give Give me an explanation of what they are as a roster. Pardon? Give, give me an explanation of, of what they are as, as a roster. What sort of hockey do these guys play? What Shitty. do these skill sets when put to? Well, there you go. You put these skill sets together, and, and what do you, what comes out? Crap. But it sounds good because it's in French. <laughs> A wee, 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 pew, pew. I mean, they're middle of the pack possession-wise, but... Like you said, the, the foundations are Price and Weber, and I think both are going to break down well before those contracts are near the end of it. Carey Price has had some legitimate injury stuff going on, and goalies don't always age well. I don't think Lundquist should be the standard. I think he's an exception to the rule. He absolutely is an exception to the rule. And quite frankly, I don't think Price is as good as him. He's not. He's had a couple of good years. And if you have a look outside of that, he's been pretty meh. Well, not meh. Meh's too hard. He's been average. And they're about to pay him $4 million more a year next year. Yeah, that's the thing. It hasn't even started yet. No. Um, and I don't, I don't think any general manager should be helping out the Canadians and taking on that contract in three or four years. I think there's going to be some GMs helping themselves to Pacioretty and Kelchenyuk. As they should be. <laughs> Absolutely they should be. I think the the Galchenyuk trade uh, is going to work out well for whoever gets him. Just in context, he's getting paid 400 grand more than Pacioretty. Like, just for value in regards to what Pacioretty is getting paid. That is ridiculous. Still another year on Patriotti's deal. If I, yeah, you're Who's right. his if agent? Another, Don't get him. Yeah. If I was if I was another general, I'd be hounding them. I'd slightly overpay Patriotti right now. You get him for this year, guaranteed, and next year with a whole 12 months to try and re-sign him. I mean, his next contract, he's going to try to make up for it. As he, as he should, and as a general manager, you'd be well aware of it. Team that's thinking, I can make the playoffs. 
you'd be absolutely nuts to not try and lock him in somehow. If I'm trading for him, though, I'm only... I'm only... If you're... I only want him for the, the current deal. Yeah, but if you're doing it for the next couple of years, the windows at the moment seem so small for teams. You'd be happy to take him... Let him walk and just... Gave up for the cup. Yeah, it, it it'll cost something though, because because of the contract. Oh, and the fact that he's the center, and there's the perception, and all of that. I I I I hope he does leave soon. He doesn't deserve the crap that he gets. No, absolutely. And you look at the type of players that have been run out of town by that media in there, and you just go, you're the reason this team can't stay put together properly. Like, Subban got run out because of his personality, and they're one of the reasons they bought Weber in. You know, Pacioretty might been via letter, but they've never given him the the authority as a franchise to, to be the centre. It's the whole reason, well, not the whole reason, but it's part of the reason that they ran... Subban out of town as well. Yeah. Um, but I suppose if they, they move guys like Galchenyuk and Pacioretty and I and Carey Price, if you can. I don't see how, but yep, we'll run with that theory. Well, let's be honest. He's got a lot of cachet around the league. NHL GMs are still kind of not up with, you know, goaltending aging curves and contract value. Ten and a half. They'll, Who's they'll, got the space? They'll, they'll just view him as MVP. Carey Price. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get so frustrated with this because if people like you and me who have jobs and can sit down and look up a few numbers on a few publicly available websites – and see some of these things. Why can't these people that do this as a job do that? Uh, their ego is so big that they have to go, no, I know better than having to look at some numbers and using my eye test. It's not an either-or option, but they seem to treat it that way. And then, you know what we haven't brought up? I mean, you brought Druin up, but not how they got him. Mm. I forgot about that. That's even worse. It's looking really bad. And people, it, it's, it is funny. You, you, you get there and people did say that, yeah, Drew, like, Drewan is a good hockey player. And I like Jonathan Drewan. But considering this is a team that struggles to move the puck out of their defensive zone, and that was one of the skill sets that, I've forgotten the guy's name. Sergachev. Good, because I was going to say Slepyshev, and I went, no, he's the guy that plays in Toronto. Um, oh, no, he's the guy in Edmonton that they're going to get an impact oh, forward like Jordan Eberle for. <laughs> okay, let's just stick the knife in a little further. Um, yeah, Sergeyev, he, you know, everybody said that's the, the skill sets that he had was something that they needed. And look at Tampa Bay, know how to use him. Brilliant. Yeah, he's been great down there. Great uh, opening year. What a nice steal for Iserman. And... You know, Tampa has gone through a stretch where they needed to up the ante and pay some of their players. Well, they're getting high production from Sergachev on an entry-level deal, 
uh, as opposed to Duran, who makes five point five million now. That's the. I think that's the new. For as poor as they handled them in Tampa, they did well in the trade. Yeah, and the the thing that's funny is um, those entry level deals, and you've mentioned this quite a few times. Those entry level deals are kind of the loopholes for teams to be able to play, pay their, their their elite players what they're kind of worth. Like you, you do sit there and go, well, Sid and Gino are worth what they are and so is Latang. So how do you fill the roster with players to come up? And you go, you've got to find quality guys on entry-level deals and then when they go for their next contract, you either squeeze them at arbitration for their um, restricted free agent years or you ship them. And then obviously try and find those those really cheap players. Not a, an easy thing to do, but that seems to be the way that the good teams Yeah, that's you have to. There's no there's no way around that. With the They've only got with the way the system is. You need like, High performing ELC guys. And the Canadians only have three ELC contracts on their roster right now. Okay, let me go through. So it's not Shea Weber. <laughs> it's not it's not Thomas Placanitz. Is it Daniel Carr one of them? He's actually not on an ELC, he's twenty six years old. <laughs> okay. I suppose not. Charles Hudden. But he, he's, he's built like he's seven hundred and twenty five thousand. So it's not like they it's not like they don't have cheap contracts. It's it's just, you know, is Daniel Carr a cheap contract of a high highly um, sprouted talent on an ERC? I wouldn't think so. I think Arturi Letnin Letkinen, I should say. Jacob Jurabek and Victor Met. Or Mete, uh, the three guys that are on I their ELC. Mete is one of the untouchables. Right, so he is somebody that could move the needle. Well, we'll see. The Petrodi trade's a huge one for them. Got to get it right. You sound pretty confident that it's going to happen this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the value of trading him. Teams don't want one year at four point five; they want them for two playoff runs. Yeah. At least that's how I would look at it. I don't trust that the Canadians will look at it that way, but you're exactly right. I think he's out. I hope so. I'd love to see him go to a a, a quality team, put him around quality players, not have him have to be... If you could throw him on your second-line wing, I could just see Pacioretty taking off. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to claim to be going out on a limb with that, agreeing with that. <laughs> He's a really no, good player. He absolutely is. So, you know, I just, with what's coming out of Montreal right now, talking about a rebuild. Two years ago, that would seem crazy, but here we are. It It doesn't take much for it to it could be quite hard to build a team up but it doesn't take much for it to go wrong very quickly does it no and uh 
case in point. They had a guy in-house telling them, this trade's probably not a great idea. Well, if you don't agree, we're just going to fire you. Idiocy. So, those are the Canadians. I think they have to get over themselves. They seem to think that because they're the Canadians, they can do it their way, and it's their way or the highway. Yeah, they they manipulated the Quebec uh, pipeline of amateur players uh, when there were only six teams. Well, congrats. Doesn't work that way anymore. No. No. You haven't done shit forever. And the last time you won, you had... At minimum, the second best goalie of all time. Yeah, they can thank the Islanders for that, though. Yeah, you know, you know, they Islanders deserve to to win that, but it would have been fun to have Mario go into Montreal against Patrick Waugh that year. And then it would have been fun to have him go against Gretzky the next round. Yeah, and um, there's been a few cool Penguin runs that were cut short. That would have had some, I think, better match. You know, aside from Ooh. a potential Penguins bias as a kid, <laughs> there wasn't a potential Penguins, but there was a very big Penguins <laughs> bias as a kid. But looking back at it now, like the Panthers were just a piece of shit team, not fun, boring, bunch of shitheads that not not as people, obviously. I mean. Like playing style, uh, just you know, tack, gang tackling, uh, good players, and yeah. we missed out on a Sackick, Forsberg, Lemieux, Yager, like Colorado and Pittsburgh star power final. Yeah, no, it's it Wavers. Just... <laughs> well, Tom Barrasso, whatever. <laughs> was it Barrasso? I thought it was Hitbert. Oh no, that was later. Anyway, you, the the point you makes a, a valid one. The this league hurts itself by allowing teams to drag down elite teams, and that will be a sound like a Penguins bias because Pittsburgh have been very lucky in two different eras to have absolutely top-notch elite talent. But I would say that about any elite team. I don't want to see other teams get away with yeah. I don't want to see Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews oh. get held up like that. I'm, I'm going to be very consistent with that opinion. Absolutely. So, um, how'd we get on this? Oh, we were talking about the 93 win of Montreal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> trying to figure out where we're transitioning next. You want to do <laughs> suspensions, Olympics, or All-Stars? Oh, let's do the Olympics. Okay. Um... You know, no NHL, obviously. Bummer for for me. I really that's one of my uh, favorite events in hockey. Period. And so, what time zone is it for you? Well, what time of the day are the games going to be on for you? Uh, so the, this is kind of the glass half full approach, and probably why the NHL wasn't going to go out of their way to provide the players. I think three a.m. ish. See, for me, that makes the games watchable because they're either four in the afternoon or three in the afternoon. I don't know. Where are the fucking games? Pyeongchang? Is that how you pronounce it? Wherever, wherever they are, they're really close. It's very easy for them to get blown up going over there. Well, aren't they... Um, 
they're making they... out that they're making good. Sharing of team? Yeah. Like all the athletes? I'm I'm honestly not sure. All I know is that they're much closer to that button boy than if they are in the States. <laughs> button boy. Yeah, that's that's true too. They're not dumb enough to pull any shenanigans on that world stage. Oh god no. No, 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 no. I I am being facetious with all that. But um Yeah, the time you look, it, it is one of those things that I it's I nine get hours ahead. Hate, so. so that's if yeah. it's a seven I suppose if they played the games at one PM it would be like a ten PM game, that would be doable. Well it's not too much different to the West Coast, I suppose. Um so the rosters are released. Not very interesting or exciting. You know, it's a great moment for those players to be able to, to play for their countries. But you can't do the NHL thing and pull it back and then, you know, I'm not going to fake ex- excitement <laughs> over the rosters. Actually, speaking of which, what I, I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong. The guy out of the World Juniors, the defenseman, that said, thanks, but no thanks, I don't want to go and play at the Olympics. Was it... Dahlin? No, 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 Dahlin got picked. He's going to go for Sweden. It was the Canadian. Um, Is it Kale McCarr or whatever his name is? I can't... Honestly, anyway, I, I, I don't no, know. No, that's fine. It was quite funny because a lot of the... There were a few, on, few people on Sportsnet that were quite angry about the fact that he he declined and i'm like really he's still hasn't made the nhl he's got his college career he's he's going through it's not exactly what i'd call the career choice to go i mean it's his choice i don't know exactly i mean USA's captain lives 10 minutes from me. <laughs> You'd think I'd be more excited, but it's just... It's whatever. That's kind of uh, disappointing that the captain of an Olympic team is so a uh, hometown person, and it's tough to draw up excitement. Absolutely. It sucks. It's disappointing. I get why they've done it that way, but the yeah, it's tough. Like can't really get too pumped up for like Derek Roy or I. Actually, wanted Ryan Malone to Make find his way on the on the team, but um, you know, I can understand why. That might not have happened. <laughs> I it, the other thing that goes against it, like the NHL will be ramping up, like teams will be right in the middle of their playoff race. It's going to be, you know, NHL fans are going to be like right into the middle of that. You, you'll have trades happening. Just can't see how it resonates across. You know, when we talked about this before the show, I thought I'd have more unique opinions about it, but 
<laughs> indifference is is winning which is too bad although um no i'm hoping the women's tournament is good but that's tough it's usually just a two-team that thing. is one of the things that but that gold medal game but that is the elated of the elate though yeah i wish more that's countries easy. would catch up so it would be a little bit more um interesting is it funding or population or both? Well, or gender inequality. So I guess that goes into funding. Oh, let's not touch on that topic. That's a whole side topic in itself, isn't it? No, but I mean, that's, you know, not all countries are up to date on that kind of stuff. No. And how many countries are hockey I, countries that can pour money into that sport? Or choose not to because it's not high on their list of things to pour money into anyway. But I, I am looking forward to, you know, hopefully, a, I don't know if it has to be a gold medal game. Maybe I haven't even looked at how the brackets are set up. I would assume they'd be on separate sides. But, you know, I just want one good USA-Canada game. I feel like we well, you'll deserve, get I feel like we deserve that every four years. You'll you'll either get it in the semis because one of those two teams will have a surprise loss, um, and they'll cross over in the semifinal, or you'll get it in the gold medal game. Well, if there's a surprise loss, that means that another team has um, really picked itself up since the 2014 games. Yeah, or a goalie plays the game of their life because the gap between those those two and the rest um until i see otherwise is like absurd it's quite substantial um so yeah there's our non-inspiring olympic thoughts well we'll move from one uninspiring thing to another i'm probably not going to watch the all-star game i'll have it on i gotta get my kid rock fix (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. No. Uh, uh, that's even funnier in itself. I, I can't find any interest in watching any of this. Like, I just, I've got nothing there this year. I've bought, like, you know how you said you'll have it on? I can't even be bothered to do that. It's just something on, you know, beats the goddamn Wiggles. Thanks for that, your country. Hey, I, I can't do anything about that. You can... Blame the band, the cockroaches, for not blowing up. Because that's where they came from. I feel like cockroaches, they never fucking go away. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a <laughs> synergy about that. <laughs> so sorry. Nah, you've, done well to get this, you've done well to get it this far without them, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. the two older ones, it wasn't even on the radar. This is Grandma and Grandpa's fault, really, because this has never yes. been on in our house. Yep, take it, it away from me. Thank you. They, uh, yeah, I don't think they did it on purpose either. It was probably just on whatever Sprout channel or, and uh, she loves it. She hops up and down, so it's tough to not play it. She calls it Wiggy Wiggy Wiggy. Just wait. Till she you hands me the remote. Funny. She hands me the TV remote and goes, "Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy." <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't sing it in class. Yeah, right. 
That's what's going to happen to you. You know you're in trouble when that's done. I, sh- I shifted things today. I tricked her. She went wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. And I said, gabba, gabba, gabba. So I went, I put yo gabba, gabba on because I actually like that one. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah, for a bit. And then hey. she handed it back and said, wiggy, wiggy. You're in trouble if she doesn't have to start handing it to you. If she can do it herself, then you've got some issues. I'd just hand her an iPad. But she'd hit all the buttons. It would never work. <laughs> Anywho. So back to All Star. Sorry, it's done. I like it. As far as um, what it is and, and, and having realistic expectations about what it is, I, I like the three-on-three tournament setup. I have no problems with that. I, I think it was a, a good thing to switch to. Um, Jeff Fayette of uh, Leafs Twitter had um, was reading an article by him, and I happen to like his idea. I don't know if maybe it was his idea. He wrote about it, so I'm going to credit him. Uh, having the home team have their own team. And I think that would spice yeah. things up. Because you'd have the crowd really into it, and, and like the home team wouldn't quite be going through the motions that the teams normally go through, and maybe that would pick up um, the competition a little bit. Plus, home teams always suck up a lot of roster spots on these things, and then you get... Like, oh, this guy got snubbed, that guy got snubbed. Well, if you just put all the home team guys on one of the teams, then there's more room for the others. So it's in Tampa. The Atlantic just has Tampa, or you have five teams in this competition? Fuck it, do five. I don't give a shit. No, that that was more of a a how does this actually work thing. But, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, it helps that – because it's in Tampa this year, right? It is this year. So Tampa Tampa would have a really good team. Yeah, it, that helps. You go and do it in Winnipeg. Oh, not Winnipeg. Freaking Arizona. You know yeah. what, though? Clayton Keller, three-on-three. Ekman Larson. Like, you could do it. Every team's got a couple. Well, I, you know, Stepan's not, like, great, but Clayton Keller in that situation. Max Domi. Um, Josh Archibald. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> Golgoski would probably be decent at it. Yep. You just the thing is though, you just can't fill six and is it four defenders that make the roster? Yeah, but you don't have you just to can't... make them defenders. Why? Why is there a position? Just take the best. Because that's the way. That's the way they've built. Not my the fucking fighting. I think we okay, might. I think we just... might eventually get to a place in hockey where. You know, the yes. positions aren't a thing anyways. Yep. You could roll five theoretical four. And, and you just go to your spots. Yep. And those spots yep, are just... interchangeable based on the flow. I mean, I think we're a ways off from that. But I think ultimately, in 20 years, I don't think that's out of the question. But for three on uh, three, who the fuck's a defenseman and who's a forward? Like, yep. Totally agreeing. 
it would be great to see some teams actually do that. Pittsburgh have got three you could do it with. Kessler, Crosby, Malkin. Although they've never used it. No, but tell me your team would be petrified. Imagine, you know, Tampa's top line. Be petrified. What would it be, though? Pick any three of their top five players and just throw them out. <laughs> good, good point. Kucherov, for sure. Is, yeah, Stamkos. Uh, is he a three-on-three guy? I mean, um, he's not not, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, is Tyler Johnson a better option three-on-three than Stamkos? I think that well, he, he very well might be. What about Hedman? This is the thing. I think Hedman's an elite defenseman, so yeah, you'd throw him out there. It's like it's the reason they throw Lette out there. Oh, yeah. Carlson out there, but Carlson doesn't play as a defenseman. He plays as a goddamn forward anyway. So it, it literally comes down to the type of player you need. You want somebody that can skate both ways and can think quickly. So, so you're right. It do- doesn't come down to position. Then you get a little cash prize going for the players, uh, and I think they have been doing that, right? I believe there is uh, some financial incentive for some pocket change to go to Vegas and use at the casino, yeah. So, of course, all-star games have lost their merit in all sports since when they were started. I mean, you used to have guys... Baseball, Pete Rose running people over. Hey, in baseball, do they pick who gets the home? Not anymore. That's, that's still a, okay. They did get rid of that. That's a relief in that context. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That was stupid. Although, well, no. The thing for me is, I don't mind that because it means that you're technically playing for something. The problem with that yeah, is, though, you get traded later on, and you you've then not helped yourself. No, that's a bad idea all the way around. But baseball lends itself to playing the sport closest to the normal than some of the other ones. Chance of injury in that sport comparatively. So, you know, I would I would use Jeff Fayette's idea for um, having the home team have a team. And I think the uh, ECHL is actually doing that. I was listening to... Uh, what was it on? I think Puck Soup. I haven't got to that episode yet. Toledo's hosting the game, and they have two teams. And then there's an Eastern Conference, Western Conference team. So they have four teams, but two of them are from the home from team. From the local. Which, I wouldn't do that, but, you know. The, the fundamental idea makes sense. I get that you're, you know, you're right. The home team should get there and the home team would be invested to do well just because of the buzz from the crowd. I, I get that. That's good. And you don't want to get dummied up by the home team who's trying. You, actually, good point. All-stars get beaten by local side. Yeah, well done, it. So, like it. Let's, uh, let's make it happen. That won't happen. We both know that. Yeah, so I suppose um gotta gotta cover the suspension stuff at some point. Yeah. I gotta be careful I don't go on a rant. 
You're more than welcome. Cogliano, right? What the fuck does his 600 million game streak have to do with the fact that he hit a guy in the head away from a puck and got away with two games? That was a terrible decision to do that. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Cogliano to hit him, right? Yeah. The the other thing with the that annoys me with the Cogliano hit is you had all these tweets prior well, prior to the hit, but like at the start of the game, like it was a brutal playoff style game between those two teams. What the NHL like to consider a rivalry game, it's because it's tough, it's physical, it's mean spirited. And then that hit happens because of the the feeling in the game. The flow of the game was always leading to something like that happening. Very unexpected that it was Cogliano that threw the hit. I would have expected it from Corey Perry. Oh, yeah. Um, you got... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the streak thing. Does anybody really give a shit? This isn't a Cal Ripken streak thing. Um, but no. impressive. It's a very physical sport. It's a, a testament to... Cagliano taking care of himself and uh, he's had a really nice career for himself and just got a new contract extension uh, so I don't want to kind of minimize his ability to play all the time but at the same time you know the streak thing isn't just injury it's playing games in a row and if you're an idiot you kind of lose that option yeah, that's that's the thing that I see all these people go, oh, it wasn't that bad of a hit, but at what point, was it Kempe that he hit? I can't remember who it was that he hit, but at what point was he expecting to get hit there? He has absolutely no need to worry about getting hit. And not only should it have like been just an interference penalty if he'd hit him in the chest, he didn't. He got him in the head. So I don't understand what the problem is with that. And then Corey Perry with his elbow to the the noggin, like that's even worse what he did. And I mean, it's Corey Perry being Corey Perry. So, I don't know. It's an absolute tire fire how they do this. And it won't change until the new CBA comes in because there are so many things baked into that CBA that don't give the Department of Player Safety much flexibility to, to do anything more than what they're doing. There's been a standard set, and if you have a look at all the suspensions that they're handing out, they're within the same range. So they're being consistent at least, but it's not changing behaviour on the ice, and I suppose that's where I get angry. Yeah, and watching the Penguins, you got back-to-back nights where their best two right defensemen got clobbered. I just wrote an article on the Dustin Brown one. I don't understand how what, that a 10k fine. What did you? Uh, what was your it was 32 findings? games? 32? It was 32 games. Because I included his 2013 suspension, right? So in the CBA, I think it's it's either 18 months or two seasons. I can't remember which it is in regards to the window that your history counts. Yeah, his so history Dustin Brown count. hasn't. Yeah, so his history doesn't count for his hit. So I can see under that logic why they give him a 10K fine. But the f- he extends his arms with his stick, cross-checks him into the boards. He had time to not make that decision, decided to make that decision, hitting with some pretty good force. 
Um, Even if he has I, the puck, you can't do it. Co- correct. But it's not like it's not like the Cogliano puck was nowhere gone, so the player shouldn't have expected to be hit. I mean, Schultz had every right to expect contact because he's basically on top of the puck, absolutely. But not not a push in the back with the stick, throwing him directly into the boards. Like they're so so lucky, nothing terrible came out of that. Is the only thing I can say, and the fact that he he didn't get injured, you know, and had a concussion or anything later on, saves the league from, you know, having to give Dustin Brown. It was like they didn't want to give him a game, and I I don't understand that well, attitude behind it. Like without the without the multiplier on that suspension, it's probably sixteen games in the in the system. But because he has a history and I counted, even though it was back in 2013, it's 32 games. Like, if you know you're going to have something like that pop around, are you really going to go and throw? No, I wouldn't think so. Did not deserve to lose that? So here's what he did lose. I yeah. did some simple math. He got fined 10000 I believe he makes $5.88 million. It's like somebody making forty thousand being fined sixty-eight bucks. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. I mean, I'm just going to bring up the. I guess I won't buy that uh, that Nintendo game I didn't need. You know. What was that? It's like the regular person saying, "I guess I won't buy that Nintendo game I don't need, anyways." Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Real deterrent. 2.278 2.278 million is what he would have lost under my system. Yeah, and guess what he's not going to do? Yeah, he won't do that fucking again, I tell you. Uh, I, I just, I just don't, I don't understand how the NHLPA can get there and bitch and moan about player safety not being good enough, and they've baked things into the CBA where the league, the Department of Player Safety, can't put their foot down and Paris is in no in no mood to do so but there's not much they can do they could he they can still do more even with the current parameters they could give him four or five games yep they really could but he's 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 already shown this year that he's inclined not to do that he's not extending he's not trying to shanaban his way into changing behavior. I always felt that was the risk putting him in control. Yeah. It's, um, then Corey Perry's, you know, half, half-assed acting act. Makes it even worse. Cause it's predator. He knew what he was doing. It's not like it's accidental. It's not like the well, Steckle knew what he was doing, but it's the same kind of idea. You know, and Malcolm speared Brown, too. Did you yep. catch that one or no? No, I haven't. There's a few things that I've missed. I'm he pitched sort of in the middle right, of the movie. Trading the balls. Uh, and um, uh, he got he got 5,000. Right. But, I gave Pogliano 16 games for that hit. 
Yeah, but the whole on people, cable, was you know, some people are going to hear that and be like, that that's ridiculous. And Absolutely. That's kind of the point. Like, it shouldn't even be in their thought to follow through with it. And the only way to do that is, I'm going to lose millions of dollars. Well, because he's on a $3 million contract, he loses 572000 Yeah, but... that's not a Nintendo Switch game. <laughs> oh, it's one made out of solid gold. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's the problem I have with this is that it doesn't it doesn't lend to a change of behaviour on the ice. And yes, fighting's leaving, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have got a player on their roster that's supposed to defend their stars from avoiding these sorts of hits. And he's still not even doing that. You know, the goalposts, that, that rumbling sound is the goalposts, people moving them, uh, because he was brought on to deter. But now that that's been a complete abject failure, now it's, well, he's there for retribution. Well, guess what? He didn't do that either. So No. And you know why? Because Pittsburgh don't have the luxury of being 20 points clear of a playoff spot where you can burn a couple of games because Reeves goes and does something that I think is completely fucking retarded. It's just stupid, and it doesn't improve the, the game of hockey at all. So Pittsburgh can't even use him in that context of retribution. And they didn't. He didn't have a chance he... to do it to Brown anyways because they rightfully uh, kicked him out of the game, and that's how it should be handled. Yeah. And have control because the player that deserved the retribution, not that I think that's the best way to go at it anyway, wasn't even in the game. So kudos to the on-ice officials for actually doing that and actually tossing the guy to stop it from happening. Yeah, that was done well. The player safety dropped the ball, but not the officials. And, yeah. you know, if you want to go to the Corey Perry thing, there was a certain someone that was literally on the ice when that happened, when Latang got That was hit. you that tweeted out, that you tweeted out that arrow, didn't you? That was you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. So not only did he not, not only did he not when it's supposed to happen, the guy is a drag on the roster. How the hell did Daniel Sprong sit and he play against goddamn LA? Well... The, the reasoning you're going to get is, well, we don't want Gensel to play center, so... Well, why does... Okay, great. Don't play him at center. Well, Reeves ain't playing center, so why's he still got to stay in? Kuhnhockel ain't playing center. Okay, so the other thing I have with that is they won four games in a row, happened to lose one with Gensel playing center... It, the roster seems much more balanced and, and settled with him there and having Sheehan play fourth line center. I don't understand. I just, it, it really annoys me how they just seem so stuck in particular ways, yet when it comes to the youth, they don't want to give the youth a chance to, to settle and, and do. Like I, mean, Simone, I mean, they have a little well. bit the, the last few years, but it, it's odd that. You know, they've seen the success that comes from it. And, you know, Sprung's already got the same amount of even strength goals as Reeves. And for, as far as I'm concerned, not that they care, because, I mean, for us it's entertaining, but for them it's their job. Much more entertaining to watch Sprung skate around and shoot that wrist shot than it is to watch Ryan Reeves clamber around and not get retribution of anyone. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems silly sometimes to spend so much time talking about and writing about a fourth-line player, but when you're talking about a team going for a three-peat that can't score at even strength, all the pieces matter, and you're playing a piece where even if he wasn't an enforcer, like, take all that out of it, like, well, I guess you can't. The only reason he's playing is for that. That's the and that's the problem with the you know the stated decision on trading for him. I um. I just. I don't get it. He's not doing anything. Right. We haven't counted nope. like in in Malkin and Crosby are against Columbus who like that's the team you're thinking of when you bring that guy in like that's true yeah and they're both fighting <laughs> like what the fuck is what is going on i get um <clears throat> excuse me i get confused with penguins twitter because you know they've 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 definitely looked better results wise, but it's only because the superstars have picked it up. Which is the, cyclical. The depth in this and... team is, is correct, which means the depth in this team when they cycle back down to to not being ridiculously good, it's still going to struggle. Hagelin's getting points because Malkin's lifted his game, not because Hagelin's gotten better. I mean, Hagelin wasn't always going to quite be that low. I think there's an argument for that. Yep. Uh, HBK was the anomaly in all of this. But, yeah, um, looking through Corey Schneider's data, it's easy to see what a monster Malkin is on uh, zone entries and you know, anybody who's watched Malkin knows he creates for everybody. And um, Hagelin has speed, and he's making the most of his recent opportunity right now. Which is what you want. You you need that to happen. What you don't need is, is Hagelin either screwing up a pass to obviously have a, an easy an easy goal or, you know, fluffing some easy you know, goals from, from that happens though. I mean, it happens with Sherry time to time, but yep. If you're earning those chances, you know, through volume, then, you know, the flubs don't matter as much because eventually they're they're not going to be flubs and they're going to go in. So I don't trust that with Hagelin this year. Well, it's been more than this year. Last year was not very good either. There you go. So usually these things stick with, a player for a season that's sticking with Hagelin for all. And he does some great things on the, the penalty kill because of his speed. He is and legitimately great... good penalty killer. Yes. And he is good on the forecheck creating problems. But you you do need some tangible offense from those wonderful underlying things that he does. And lately he, and, he has. So yep. credit where credit's due. But um, he's only done that because Gino's gone nuts. It's not like he's done that off the back of his own stuff. That's the thing that I get worried about with this team, is that if Sid Crosby and no, Sid and Crosby is the same person, if Sid Gino and Kessel don't stay elevated the rest of the year, 
I can't see where the, the fringe players are helping them produce. Well, I mean, I've seen some tweets tonight. Zach Aston Reese is uh, playing quite well after a bad start. So, you know, I'm not holding my breath with it. Like, I would go into that with no expectations, but perhaps maybe an opportunity is there because it's not going to be a high bar to replace Kuhnhackel. Or Reeves. Like, there should be a Wilkesbury line. I, I, <laughs> you should just have Sheehan play the, the fourth line and just rotate the Wilkesbury Scranton guys in there. Sprung included? Yep, because Sheehan, Sheehan's not a scrub. No, he's not a 3C on a 3P team. But um, good speed, slotted appropriately. Um, yeah. Seems, you know, seems fine. And if you if you put Sprong down there with him and you know whoever else you want to rotate through, then they're going to be playing against fourth line anyway, or a third line. And I would put money on Sprong doing well in those sorts of minutes. And you get a chance to play your, your fourth line twelve minutes a night, and not have to play your superstars twenty minutes a night, particularly a team that's played this much hockey season yeah that's the other thing with the reeves stuff against anaheim where you got Latang taking headshots was this season high minutes and it was 10 52 he's broken 10 minutes twice it's and he makes over a mil so you know that's not good value I love watching this team, but God, it frustrates me. Yeah, there's some there's great players, it. obviously, but the the fringe edges, you know, going to need some work. I suppose that's sports in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, in a, in, especially in a cap league. But they're not even trying to manipulate that at all right now. And, you know, what we hate haven't even brought up yet is like Ian Cole's not playing it's 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 weird I've decided that they're not going to trade Ian Cole they're trying to push out Matt Hunwick and they're going to move Hunwick up <laughs> oh I don't know no 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 they love Hunwick I'm just being an idiot I don't know if they love him but well they love him over Cole yeah Cole in a bottom like I wasn't big on Cole as the second pairing guy but third pairing guy is great I have no complaints with that nope um Alexiak uh underlying numbers a little better than I thought they'd be but we're still pretty um in the infant stages so highly volatile still They're gonna to have to make a decision on him. Yeah, because yeah. he's coming up to his he's coming up to his RFA. He doesn't have much leverage. I realize that, but he's twenty five. It's not like he's young either. 
they have to work out whether they think what, like, oh, I don't know. He's looked, for me, he's looked much more confident skating the puck up the ice with his own decisions, but he still he still gets pushed around a little bit too much because people get under his centre of gravity because he's so tall. So if he doesn't get him on his reach, that's when he gets in trouble. And around the boards, it's a real problem because players just get underneath him and then they win the puck out. Yeah, and that's why I said it'll so be interesting good to see whether Gonchar can fix something like that. Oh, you know, Gonch, love him. I, I don't know if he's the, the defenseman whisperer, <laughs> but we'll see. Well, people seem to like to think he is after what happened with Justin Schultz. Justin Schultz got to play on a good team. Is what happened there. Yeah, got the fuck out of that. the shittiest run fucking organization I don't know Ottawa <laughs> yeah well, one of those Canadian teams they all seem to be doing so well it's funny the one city that no one wants to go and visit seems to be the best Canadian team at the moment yeah they're good good to watch they are so um, we got some questions are you ready I am what is your favorite pop tart from Marcus Krauss <laughs> come never and, come eaten and... A pop tart in my life okay um, I'm not really big on pop tarts either uh, chocolate fudge sure but I haven't had that's, one in like a decade. That sounds like something I would consume. You know, I'm an adult. What do you want me to do with a Pop-Tart? Eat it yourself. Don't give it to your kids. Uh, I don't want to give it to anybody. All them simple sugars. This guy's a health teacher. He can't be doing that. <laughs> Forget that that's what you do. <laughs> I'm no beacon of health. <laughs> I just don't eat Pop-Tarts. I don't eat much sweets. I'm a chocolate hand. I'm terrible. Yeah, mostly um, the issue is probably red meat and vodka, <laughs> more so than sugar. Uh, no, chocolate and, chocolate and red wine. Uh, yeah, red wine's good. So, shall we do a hockey one? Yeah, let's do that. Is which NHL player would be which Pop Tart flavor? No. Um, <laughs> uh, Jim, is it Jemima? Jemima or Jemima Jones? Jemima Jones, yeah. What can Mike Sullivan see day to day that makes him say John Sebastian D? Is it D or day? Day, maybe. Sure. Reeves and Kuhnhackel need to play over Sprong. Um, you know he's offensively minded, although D is as well. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. 
I think um, like, didn't wasn't there an article about Sprong's attitude? Yep. But it's the same as Pouliot. Pouliot had issues that were off the ice, attitude-wise as well, and you saw what happened to him. But I don't. I I can't see anything in the game Sprong's played since he's been up that makes me think. shouldn't still be playing and particularly up with Sid and Simone you know the line, Simone yeah. with it it was a nice it's, it's a nice like short term thing I guess that it worked a little bit but I'd like to see a little bit like keep strong with Sid and maybe find a little bit more on the left side there I look I'm not going to argue that, but I have no problem with the way that line's played since they put it together. And I think the team looks better down the lineup with Gensel as the third line setter. Yeah, if you can split the, the two big dogs in Kessel. Yeah. Well, I guess that was a little bit rude of me, considering uh, Phil's having the best year. Maybe you, maybe you, you Phil are. is the big dog, and then the two uh, two other guys. Well, this year he's the big dog, but that's that's the thing. It's of those of those games that they've played. The five of them they've played since um since they split everything up. That's the probably the five bestish games I've seen them play all year. They're, they're trying to find a, a way to make this team work. Why I don't understand. The question's great because I don't understand what Sullivan is trying to achieve by moving away from having Gensel as the third line center and Shane as the fourth line. I, I don't understand that part of the decision to take Sprong out of the lineup and then condense the talent again into two lines. I don't I don't see the point of that. This team won on depth. And Kunhakel. You know, he should have. He, he was out of the lineup last year for bits, wasn't he? Yep. I mean, he scored a goal off his ass, and people seem to like to point to that. But there's nothing he does on the PK that that excites me. No, I mean, he's not. He's like ranked 90th out of 130. So if you're doing nothing else and your role is supposedly penalty killing. Maybe don't be 90th. Yeah, so the problem you've got, though, is that the penalty kill's been awesome as a unit. So they're not going to change it while it's stopping It bucks. wasn't, though. No, no, I know it wasn't, but it is now. So if there was ever a time for you to go, shit, maybe we need to get him out of the lineup, it was then. Right now, though, they're not going to touch that thing. Well, that's a valid point. But, you know, you know my thoughts there. Yeah. So, oh, they lost. We've got to change the lineup. Take Sprong out. Bring Day in. All right. John Matterson. What post deadline Penn's lineup would it take to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final? Well, I have a disappointing answer for you, John. I don't think either are going to be there. Yeah, I can't see either team making it at all. Yeah. I still think Vegas should sell because they'll make the playoffs whether they do or don't. Uh, they're not they're past that. 
I realize that. You know, their underlying sell... numbers aren't like they're not a fraud like Colorado was a few years ago. They um they're 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 okay. That that's not my argument. It's like are they going to the guys that are going to because they re, they they re-signed Carlson, right? No, so, March or so. No, uh, March or so. Sorry. So they re-signed March or so. Carlson so scored again going, tonight. Yep. On pace and for like, 46 gonna... goals. Jesus. So the thing that the thing that I don't I don't know is that are they going to re-sign the guys that can walk? Because if they re-sign the guys that can walk, then that's but if they let them walk for nothing, then a team that is going to need depth is still not going to have it next year. Well, here's the thing. They should have cap space. So they can improve the roster through a free agency. And, you know, right now, aren't they the president's trophy? Theoretically, absolutely. So, you know, earlier in the year, a very popular opinion was sell, sell, sell. Um, You know, me included in that group. But if you're president's trophy and your underlying numbers aren't complete fraud like i don't know how you can i think long term given the unique situation it is it's worth giving the fans that nhl play excitement playoff uh run with a their best roster i think will be better business in the long term because they're so far away from second wildcard spot that if they did sell off and had a drop-off, they'd still make the playoffs and still have at least two home games in Vegas. And but I but would that message away... would be sullied. Yeah, true, true. So that is something you have to take into account. And, and with the year Fleury's having, a... I would guarantee you he'd win you a couple of games you wouldn't expect this year. It's not a market that's had professional sports either. Like, no, I don't... Well... I don't want to talk down to a, an entire market because I'm not well versed in it. But you know what I mean. How how much does that market know about you know drafting and and catch base all that garbage? Everything you've said then is logical and reasonable and totally makes sense. I wouldn't um, be interesting to see if they add something. Not big, but... Or you know what? Maybe. What if they went out and attempted to get like a Carlson or a Pacioretty? They're in the situation where they absolutely could. They could go all in this year. I'm not talking all in. Um, All in sounds more like a short-term thing for me that's what it would feel like not a patch or carlson though i know they've both got two years left on their deal what do you give up if you're vegas is it just draft picks to those teams it won't be they'll have to lose players off their roster how do you break up that chemistry that they seem to say is so awesome um you know Derek Anglin? No, I don't know. 
<laughs> that, that's all. It's like one of the things that they've prided themselves on this year is just the fact that the team's galvanized around the fact that other teams didn't want them or didn't think they were valuable enough to keep. And you go and start bringing other guys in after getting rid of some of these other guys. I don't know. It, it's one of those things that you, you can't measure. I mean, you, you can measure this. Flurry's all situation save percentage is 945. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So. But that's what he's like as a goalie. He has, he has runs like that. Well, 945 is absurd for anybody. Yeah. I mean, he did it in 2008 in the playoffs. That like he high? has runs like this. No, it wasn't that high, and that was just even strength. This is he's everything. I know he's. I know he's he's playing great. Yep. Couldn't ask for anything more from their no. their face of the franchise. I right. And, and considering that he had a concussion, and you were never really sure how he was going to come from it. He bounced. Yeah, that was definitely a concern. Yeah. So, I mean, that would have been a collective holding of breath and releasing of breath when he's come back like this. What do you so, think his uh, career high is all situations? 931? 21. That's his career high for a season. All situations. 921, yeah. all situations. Good grief. What is funny about this, although, this situation? Although I, this, I do want to say this. 15 games. Yeah. It's been a great 15 is, games, though. Yeah. But the, the thing is, it'll also bring those people out of the woodwork saying Pittsburgh's stylistic situation didn't help him as a goaltender. You know that'll come up, right? You know that's going to come out. Well, his backups seem to do fine. That, I, that's the conversation you and I always have about this, is that the backups always seem to have good numbers. Why is it that his were always so up and down? Many, he's not gonna many stay goalies at nine, are up he's, and down. Yeah, he's not going to stay at 945. We all know that. The question is, when he does start to fall back to... Well, maybe not 945. Norms, what about 970? <laughs> what? I know, I know. If he, if, if he falls back to his if he falls back to his career averages, is this team good enough to make up for the extra probably 0.75 goals a game against um, that he's going to play? You know, it's I would a say yes. Coin coin flip because their underlying stuff's fine. Yeah, but at 9:45, you're going to win a ton. Yeah, even if you're shit. Absolutely. <laughs> It's true. Talk so, to Colorado. Segue um, to uh, goal, another goaltending question. Chris S. Uh, at All Star Scuderi. Man, going strong with. That's great, that one. Obviously, goaltending is the biggest issue currently. Would you just go with the same goalies next year or find a free agent backup? I would roll with what they have. Absolutely, I would. Cheap. Uh, Matt Murray, you know, that speaks for itself, even though the years... And, and, you know, not for nothing, I don't know his family situation other than the fact he just lost his father. And if that was a process that... um, It doesn't sound like it was a sudden thing. sounded like it was maybe a sickness. 
I don't know. Sounds I don't like speculating on this stuff, but um, we uh, most of us can comprehend that how mentally taxing that situation can be, and it would be natural for somebody that has to go to work to not function at their best. Yeah, no, not, I, not trying to make excuses, but I mean, nope. you know, we do kind of make fun of the intangible stuff at times because I think a lot of times when it's used, um, you know, it's just used to kind of with no logic behind it. But this one has logic. It's it's not difficult to to agree with that. So we'll see. I mean, but Jari has had, um, he's been quite an acceptable backup. Casey DeSmith won his first uh, start last night, uh, gave up one goal, which was uh, pretty good. I know he had come in earlier in the year, and didn't he get lit up? I, I think he'd be stupid throwing money at that position. Put it into other parts of your roster. Yeah, and the, the veteran backup shit. That went so well with Niemi. Yeah, went good with Bokun, but different situation. Bokun was a was a quality starter before he became the backup. Niemi never sort of showed that he Actually, was a quality starter. Agency. They traded for him. Never mind. Ignore me. But um, I, I would roll with this. Because eventually, when Murray's money's up, you you would think that Jari, you would hope that Jari could fill in for Murray, much like uh, Murray took Flurry's job. The thing with Jari is that he was more highly touted when they got drafted. Murray came, Murray leapfrogged, put it that way. Yeah, so I would stay, I would stay with what they have. It's only going to get better. Kind of has to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, let's see. Did you have one? I literally had to close down all my internet pages oh, okay. so I could still get a connection. Yeah, and that's why Wonderful some of this internet. is kind of gone in and out. And uh, we don't know how seamless our restart will, will sound on the <laughs> podcast, but our call actually cut out when I was talking about Gianta. So don't worry. We, we and you were talking about Dolan. I don't know if anybody got any of it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, who the hell knows? Um, at Lefty Lefty, who would ever trade Taylor Hall? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a, a response to that. I just felt like uh, taking a dig at Edmonton is uh, kind of something we do now. Yep, it's almost become a staple for every podcast. Uh, we got a, got a Reeves question. I suppose we'll do it. Tyler Domenico, uh, at underscore T-Dome. Realistically, do you see the Penguins re-signing him at the end of the year, or do you think he'll move on because his ice time is bad and we hopefully won't pay him too much? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I wish I could rule it out, but... We fucking traded for him. I can't rule it out. Traded... Like, who is bidding against them? I know. I, I just, I don't... Uh, I don't understand. 
So, no, I can't rule it out. There is every chance that if they actually go, say incredible thing happened and I don't even think they're still going to make the playoffs. Say <laughs> you, the incredible thing. You, I'm not there yet. I know you're not there yet. I, I think they were in danger of fucking the season up until that four-game winning streak. But that four-game uh, winning streak and then beating L.A. last night, it, it's been really helpful. It has. Um, I just don't see enough on the fringes for when the superstars stop being elite superstars to carry them through the next the next cycle of the players just looping around. Some of those teams in their general area, though, have their issues as well. And yeah, I'd rather absolutely. and I'd rather be leaning on, you know, the the big three in Pittsburgh than some of the other options out there. And you have to think the goaltending will get better. Because that's a big part of this. They're underlying uh, the possessions 10th overall, so they're not bad. No, but shooting percentages and save percentages inflict pain on teams season after season. And this could be Pittsburgh's. Yeah. You know, so teams get it the other way. I mean, they're not Pittsburgh out of the woods on yet. The, the playoff run. They're not out of the woods, I, but I, I'm not. No. I, I'm not. I'm not where you are with, uh, I'm not going to paint their tombstone yet. Uh, I, I, all, I've, all I've done at the moment is I've I've emptied the plot. There is a hole, and they're in it. I haven't started putting the dirt on top of them yet, but I'm pretty fucking close. Um, I think we have two more, and I'm saving a very interesting one for the last one. Um, at Jimmy Dunphy. What is it about the Penguin system that allows players to play to their strengths? Yeah, there's there's multiple layers here. So do you want to uh, cover that first? Let's do that first. Yeah, there's about three parts to this one, I think. <laughs> I think the proper approach here would be to not overthink it. And that is Crosby, Malkin... Kessel. Latang. It's it's a great situation to come into, and if you're not a complete fucking plug, you're gonna you're gonna do okay. Like if you're not a Rob Skidari type, you're not gonna be that bad. Those guys are that good. If you've got skill, a skill can play with skill. And Justin Schultz has skill. And if you can like skate you said, a little bit, because Daly skated great, but, you know, yeah. he, you know, there were flaws in his game, but he was able to get the most out of his strengths being on this type of roster. And having and so all-world talents, Schultz. That, that's a big deal. Quality of teammate is a big deal. And Pittsburgh... Uh, has the ability to spread that out at times, depending on injuries. The, the bonus for Schultz, though, is he doesn't have to be the number one guy. And he was being asked to do more than he could with a team that was a tire fire. It's the thing, with, it's the thing for Alexiak, for me, is he's not coming from a situation that the team he was playing with was terrible. 
you know, there are people that have made arguments that he was being misused and not being given an opportunity to fully develop in, in what he is. And, um, and, maybe, and that could all be valid. And I, I, I'll have to defer to those that follow Dallas more closely than I. Uh, two years ago, I watched the um, number of Dallas games, but it wasn't for Alexiak. No, but the thing with Alexiak is that he's coming over to Pittsburgh and he's not going further down the lineup than what he was playing in Dallas. He's still being played as a third-pairing defenseman. So and he, and the he type skates, of minutes... Skates fine for a big dude. Yep, but the minutes he was playing in Dallas are no harder than the minutes he's playing in Pittsburgh. So for, for me, if you use the comparison with Schultz and Alexiak, Schultz had a chance to go down the lineup and play minutes that were comparable for him amongst a team that was better than the one he was playing with, right? If you have a look at this season, Pittsburgh are demonstrably better than Dallas anyway. And Alexiak doesn't have the option to go further down the lineup for a team that's about comparable to what he was playing with anyway. Stylistically, they're different. So that may... Yeah, with that may help there, it's very different. Yeah, so... So that may change some things for Alexiak and may bring the best out of his skill sets. But I'm not expecting much more than what he's providing now. He still gets exposed in the defensive zone because he gets cut under along the boards because players just get underneath him. But that's because of his size. So I, I don't know if he's going to have that kind of turnaround that, you know, as Penguins fan, you'd like to see it happen. You'd like to see him suddenly explode into whatever player he got, because he was a top 15 draft pick or something, I think. So there was obviously talent there that was seen. So if he explodes into being that, great for Pittsburgh. But I don't think there's anything in the Pittsburgh system that will help him exceedingly than what he was doing in in Dallas. Good shot too, though. A beautiful shot. If you can line him up, it, it, it flies. And he does seem to get it on net, which is something that Latang can probably learn a little bit from. But, um, yeah, you've got to put him in situations to use it. Um, so, final question. And then we got to wrap this up. I think we went long. Yeah. Oh, well. Very. Uh, Dish. Dish138. I'd like to know your thoughts on who the best wingers for Crosby and Malkin would be league-wide. Not who they should acquire, but stylistically. So throw out trades and cap and all that. You're just plucking people. At least that's how I'm reading this. You're just plucking people from teams to make a super line. What? Right. Which one do, do you want to start this? with? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to cheat with I, my Sid one. You, you might too, but I want to go ahead. Okay, I want Ovi on one wing. Okay, I, okay, we're going to differ. Not <laughs> not an anti-Ovi um, thing either. No, I want Ovi on one wing. And are we allowed to pick centers or do they have to be wings? I mean, you do whatever the fuck you want. I was going to put McDavid on the other wing. <laughs> Actually, ah, man, that's a tough one. I, I Sid's stronger than Connor right now. So you're going Ovi and McDavid? Yeah, because you just have 
fucking McDavid fly up and down the wing. Like, you just have Ovi sit in his spot. Either one of those two guys will get fucking Ovi the puck. Yeah, and Ovi might get 50 so, again this year, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's my Sid line. What are you going to do? I, uh, I'm i just going to roll with his, his best line from the last uh, year and a half or so. Do you recall? You're going to go... Pardon? You're doing Gensel? No. All right, who is it? Marchand and Bergeron. Oh, you're going to go Olympics. All right. I thought you were keeping it in the no, Penguins organization. That line was absurd at the World well, Cup. Yeah, yeah, you can't argue with that. Bergeron and Sid have, uh, have their world junior history. Many years later, do it again, and Marchand is, uh, I think, a perfect compliment to Sid. Speed, yep. can play down low, can shoot. Uh, not to say that, you know, I have too much complaints about the line that you had, but um, I've, I'm going with something I've seen and something I think would be tough at to the top. Well, Bergeron's on it, like, if you look at it just at the moment, Bergeron's, like, had two hat-tricks in his last four games or three games or something as well. So showing some offensive flair that everybody knows is there, it's always good to see the results. But, yeah, you can't argue with the Olympic line. Absolutely. So Malkin is an interesting one. Like, Sid was easy because I had that kind of on my mind in the, uh, the back burner. Um, Malkin... Um, I'm, I'm just looking at like logos right now. Do you have any, uh, I'm just trying, I'm trying to do this out of my head. It's like, Gino gets all of the zone entries, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you want somebody, Wayne Simmons, maybe just to do a better job of what Hornquist does. And then what do I want? Do I want a shooter on the other, on the other wing? And then I think Stamkos. So, you know, because Malcolm doesn't need help getting the puck in the zone. No, Simmons but it doesn't hurt. The puck for you. No, I realize that. But Simmons can do that. And, and so can Stamco. Oh, actually, that's one of the things Stam is not particularly great at. Yeah, the Geno one's harder. I mean, you do need somebody there's, to there's not up many bad shot. answers to a question like this. but No, but if you want to get it optimal, like if you want to get it optimal, you I need know. somebody who can pass the puck to Gino for that I, one time. I think I know my left winger for sure. Yeah? Um, I'm just trying to figure out my right winger. And I have one in mind, but I don't know if it's a perfect. I don't think I'm going to come up with the best line off the cuff right now. Yeah, I think if I researched it, it would be pretty... You know what? This might be a blog. Thanks. Deesh. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So you're going with Stammer. Uh, and... Well, you said you want a little bit of help for some zone entries. I think Simmons can do that, though. All right. Stammer and Simmons. I'm putting Austin Matthews on the left. Oh, fuck. Yeah, good call. That's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of want to see Jack Eichel on the right. Oh, three center line. I don't give a fuck. 
No, I know that. But that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm doing this literally Size, off the top of my head. I haven't looked at any logo. And hands, all of them. God, imagine, imagine. Yeah, that'd be. This is why I need to still want to play freaking NHL 18 on a console. Yeah, because you'd have a better feel for it. Although then again, just Tyler put... Myers was a freak in that uh, the games earlier. So <laughs> you know, the Sabers for one year were like the best. Uh, I think NHL 12. They were a really great team. That's when they had everyone. That's before the, the team got pulled apart by free agency, wasn't it? Yeah, but like Tyler Myers' reach and speed, it was tough to. He was better yeah. than Chara, video game wise. Yeah, it's funny how that works in video games sometimes. Like Wayne Gretzky's a shit video game player. It just doesn't work, does it? Like you don't get Wayne Gretzky's brain. You get his crappy no, skating but... and his so-so shot. But the thing that's great is that Mario Lemieux is awesome in video games. Well, you know, he's kind of the best, so. Yeah. Because I started playing NHL 95 again, and it is fun with him down the middle. You know what I, um, yeah. Oh, you got the the Sega thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've been playing, uh, playing Zelda while, uh, I've been watching concerts and hockey it's been great tough gig tough lock yeah it is fucking weapons break too often I'll tell you that <laughs> fucking bullshit you get these cool ass weapons and you fucking kill like four people and the fucking thing breaks in your hand i think they'd make this shit a little bit better you're fucking zelda or you're not zelda you're link <laughs> But that, that the Nintendo Switch is fucking awesome. I was a Nintendo kid growing up, and then PlayStation during college years. But man, they have come strong with this one. Did you see the cardboard the was... stuff that came out? No, no. What's it called? I don't know. Off the Labo, maybe. What? Like, does that make sense? Nope. You don't know. Okay, so. Nintendo released a YouTube trailer for it. You, like, cut out these cardboard pieces and you, like, can turn your Switch system into, like, a fishing pole where you, like, you know, do the real thing, but you have your your screen hooked up to it and you, like, play a fishing game. And, like, the camera can capture it. And then you can, like, control a, a robot that you make out of cardboard. Yeah, this just sounds a bit existential to me. You can make a piano out of cardboard, and it'll actually do the sounds. Tough to explain. Fuck, that's pretty clever. It's it's way no, outside. I, I, I actually, I guess that's pretty cool. I guess it's inside the box um, because it's made of cardboard, and you know. But <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those things that's gonna be like fucking awesome or fall on its face. I don't think there's much middle ground with it. Sounds like it, but it's, the idea, if I've understood that, it's pretty cool. Um, I saw on Reddit that it added $1.4 in value to the company, or to Nintendo, by partnering up with this company. So, we'll see. Um, and it, 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 a lot of it's like, what is it? Steam games? Like science, technology, math. Yep. So, like, you know... A learning opportunity so you know having kids and nintendo 
the theme of Nintendo works great for both adults and kids. That's why it's been such a great company so for so long. And if you can start throwing yeah. science, technology, and math and shit in there, that's all the better. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going going back to Hyrule, right, as soon as we wrap this up. <laughs> all right, let's get that done for you so you can get back out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, we took the bye week off, so we went long this week, so... Uh, HockeyBuzz.com, Pittsburgh Penguins shit. Um, that's, uh, that's my writing. Let's do Facebook, Hockey Hurts Facebook. Give a, give a like. iTunes really helps, uh, with exposure to the podcast so we can, uh, get out there, uh, even more so than we are. And we're very grateful for, I think, where we are now. Yeah, and, absolutely. That's great. Uh, at hockey underscore hurts at Walshy sixty six is Cam's at Gunner Stall. Um, I'm missing anything. How'd you get uh, me to do just, this? How do what what? How do I get you to do it? Well, I just said let's get out of here, and you're like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Power of Zelda. <laughs> uh, just keep tweeting out my um, suspension stuff, guys. Oh Hopefully yeah, we can yeah, get yeah. Some cut through without one day. Yeah. And, you know, the suspension stuff seems um, over the top on the surface, but the point is for these incidents to never happen again. And the only way to do that is to take money and time. Lots of money. Well, it's got to, it can't be, you know, 68 bucks to the average person. <laughs> the other thing is, if they really were serious about it, it's large chunks of money I'm taking, put it into a, a concussion freaking post-career goddamn fund or something for the players that end up with... Buy him some medical marijuana instead of some opiates. Yeah, give him that. that. Yeah, good call. Did you say give him meth? No, give them that. Oh, yeah, don't do meth. <laughs> no, don't, don't do meth. I actually uh, did the stimulants uh, lesson today. <laughs> okay, and I told him right at the meth. beginning... You know, whatever I say today, just remember, don't do meth. <laughs> <laughs> and after I showed some before and after photos, and uh, yeah, I think that message got through loud and clear. Excellent. So. All right, let's get out of here so you can go Zelda up. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. See you, guys.